Welcome. Listen to this next Agile Vocalist podcast. What I've noticed is, you know, the, a lot of work that I do, it requires a lot of creativity. Right? Because you, I am directly looking at, hey, what are the key problems that I should be solving? Like, I might have 55 different problems. What are the five we should be solving? And how, how can you solve? What is the best way to solve that problem? Right. Right? That, that requires a lot of creativity, I would say, right? Uh -huh. And uh -huh. that, you know, I sometimes when I'm really writing something, when I'm like engrossed, mm -hmm. It's funny, but I listen to the same song over and over and over and oh, over. What is your connection with each of those types of music? And then talk a little bit about English, because I think I'm guessing, right, that there's some emotion, there's some context, there's something that you were raised with that each type is for may do different things for your yeah. brain and your emotions. You want to share a little bit about the, those yeah. things? You know, I guess this is, again, I just feel I am lucky to be born in a particular part of the world where I was exposed to different languages and, you know, I was able to appreciate different types of music. So just a primer, right? Like Indian classical music is the umbrella term, right? And it has two main subcategories of music. Carnatic music is, uh, more prevalent in South India and Hindustani music is more prevalent in North India, right? Uh, and just to give you an example, right? This is a Carnatic song. Uh, let me turn on my pitch here and then I'll just give you a brief example so you understand the different types of music here. So this is a Carnatic music where most Carnatic music, you know, songs talk about the God different okay. different different uh, you know different gods like hindu in hindu just not hinduism i would say hinduism islam christianity like each of us you know we worship you know different forms of the almighty most mm -hmm. carnatic music songs are in praise of you know some some of the other god or it's about nature or it's about good human values but it's always linked to its positivity oh okay right? got it um, uh -huh. so this carnatic music song is um, a song about Lord Krishna, who is who is one of our, you know, uh, Indian gods, and where the mother of Krishna, Yashoda, tells how fortunate she is that she gets to be the mother of somebody like Krishna, right? So she sings. Yashoda. Mm -hmm. That's Carnatic music. Oh, gorgeous. Thank, Thank you. you. And the same <laughs> similar song, like in Hindustani music. So there's again another song about Krishna, Lord Krishna. But in this song, um, listen to the dynamics of how different, you know, Hindustani music is as compared to Carnatic music, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Krishna Govind. 
the Gopala Hari Govinda Govinda Gopala Sri Krishna Govinda Gopala Hari Govinda Govinda Gopala Sri Krishna Govinda Murari Manohar Gokula Nandana Gopala Sri Krishna Govinda Gopala Hari Govinda Govinda Gopala They have a lot in common Mm-hmm. Carnatic and Hindustani music, I would say the main difference, one of the main differences I would say is Carnatic music emphasizes a lot more on gamakam, which is the oscillations that you produce in your throat. So it's it's the like the, the oscillations and you have to practice a lot to actually get that. Because I'm sure. <laughs> what you're doing there is your brain is automatically translating the notes. So, so same thing in Hindustani is it's all the same at the end of the day. It's the, it's the, it's the notes. Right. It's like it's just right. the octave. It is, the, it is how these notes are fused together and what kind of patterns they produce at the right. end of the day is, I think, that one of the differences between the different forms of music, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right? So... You know, Hindustani and, you know, Carnatic music, going back to your question of how did all these different forms, you know, influence or, you know, shape me up is. Yeah. I've been, I think, equally exposed to Carnatic and, you know, uh, Hindustani music, but I learned Carnatic music. So you can, you can spend several lifetimes learning Carnatic music. It's it's so rich. There are so (laughs) honestly, like I probably like, you know, I've, barely scratch the surface i would say you know yeah. even though i've been learning for like decades now yeah um, and then that's the classical music and then you have the filmy music right mm-hmm. which a lot of film songs uh, are still you know the fundamentals are still the same it's still the same notes but the way you fuse the notes and the type of feel you bring into the filmy music the film music is you know can indicate how you feel about the song right and um Indian films are very rich in music. Right. <laughs> and that was one of the big cultural things that I heard. I'm like, when I started watching like English movies, I'm like, why don't you guys have songs? <laughs> right. Oh, right. You guys don't have enough songs. Like Indian music are filled with songs. We have songs when somebody's happy. We have songs when somebody's sad. Uh-huh. Right. Fighting when we have songs when the child is born. We have right. songs for everything. Yeah. Right? So filmy music, I would say, Again, you know, the umbrellas, I think, you know, there's this classical, there's filmy, and there's independent artists, mm-hmm. you know, who experiment with different types of music. But what you mentioned, like Hindi, Tamil, Telugu, they're all languages, right? right. It's, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's, it's a matrix, right? On one hand, mm-hmm. you have the different types of music. On the second hand, I mean, the y-axis yeah. types of music, x-axis mm-hmm. is all the languages. And you literally can have so many different combinations. Of course. You can have... Uh, Hindi, Hindustani music, Tamil, Carnatic music, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's all the matrix. Like for me, I would say a lot of times I've noticed is when I get super involved in a music, the language means nothing to me. Oh. Like I don't even, I forget the language, honestly, because it, it for me, I think it's the, the, it's notes. the notes and it's the melody that the song brings to you. So I appreciate music for 
you know, not for the language, honestly, not for the form, honestly, it's for the soul it has, you know, and how much it is able to communicate with your soul. And so what about music in English? Any differences in comparison to the others that you talked about? Does you know, it make you feel differently, relate to it differently? To be honest, I, no, I, not really. You know, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Adele um, because the depth in her voice, I mean, her lyrics, for example, are pretty much about like breaking up with her ex right. or uh, <laughs> somebody dying. Or, right, right. Most of her songs are very melancholy. It's, it's very sad. Yes. Right. But but the voice and the melody that she captures in that song is just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right. And similarly, I really like Sia's songs. Okay. Um, I uh, I like Rihanna's songs. Like some of her songs are really good. Uh-huh. Um, and I like uh, Tim McGraw, like The Humble and Kind is one of my favorite songs now. Okay. I like John Denver's songs. Oh, nice. So I think it's not and country music is well, we have folk songs in India, but it's not even close to what country music is Isn't over here. Okay. You know, so I don't, it's, it's very different. Like the art form is very different. I guess like mm. folk songs in India to country music over here, although it mm -hmm. kind of, you know, uh, means similar things. But um, I still feel I'm able to connect with English songs, even though I've been exposed to it much later in my life than some of, you know, the Indian, you know, uh, art forms, I would say. But I also try mashing up different languages and nice. um, songs because I feel at the end of the day they have a lot more in common than we give credit to you know uh, like this I was and then the way I again I play around with these mashups is I keep listening to the same song like over especially when we were commuting to work I had like a decent 30 minute commute and uh, I usually just listen to the song over and over and over and over again until I learn the song. Okay. So I song. I just like listening to the same song over and over. Uh -huh. And when you're listening, you're like, wait, there is some other song that has something in common with this. Ah. And that's actually how I get these mashup ideas. Like there's like We Were Young, we were young for example, Adele's We Were Young. And there's a Tamil song called Vasigara. Uh-huh. And I was just singing and I was singing when we were young and suddenly I started singing Vasigara. And I'm like, hey. These two actually have the same could, beats. Could go together with each other. Yeah. yeah. And similarly, you know, Ed Sheeran's photograph. Uh-huh. You know, I was singing photograph and I was like, you know, there's another song called Ninja Kulpaidirum in Tamil. I'm like, hey, these two can go together. You know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting because they have nothing in common. Like Right. Right. But I that to, 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 okay, right. To the, to the bare ears, they seem like it has it seems like they have nothing in common, but actually when you get to the depths of it, they have yeah. some, in common and so do you do anything with those mashups and it sounds like they're like commuter ideas yeah to I some degree my, um take my iphone and i uh -huh. say can i record it so i don't forget it oh okay okay uh, it's my aspiration this is this is what you know this is where the 48 hours come in the picture um <laughs> i would actually love to record them properly yeah and and put them out there because um because i i it, it, it's it's interesting and also i feel it it brings about the you know fundamental notion that hey all music is actually the same yeah. right you it's, can just take one track like one background you know backing tracks for one song and you could see how many how much it has in common with so many different songs absolutely right <laughs> and i'm sure there's going to be much more people like you and i who are interested in mm -hmm. exploring all these different you know musical forms and they might appreciate so for now it's all dumped on my iPhone. Okay. 
Um, but I'm hoping uh, someday I get them out. <laughs> <laughs> what I see in you is you're, you're part, you know, scientist, engineer, technical business person, and part artist. What's the role of the artist in business? Yeah, that's a fantastic question, I would say, because I speak about this quite a bit. I do a lot of public speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, started very serendipitously, I would say, just to gain confidence, because again, in the tech industry, women there and I still are minorities. There's right. not a lot of us here. So, yeah, uh, you know, confidence is a huge issue for many of us, I would say. And I was the same, you know, I walked through the same path. So one topic that I speak a lot about is how to pursue a multidimensional career. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't have to really double down just on tech. Like you can, you can be whoever you want and be a technologist, right? So going back to your question on how does arts play into tech, I would say directly, it helped me when I had to pick up public speaking. Like my job entails me speaking a lot. Yes. Um, you know, working with several cross-functional teams, uh, mm -hmm. Communicating upwards to my management leadership, you know, giving just speaking to customers and speaking to like CTOs and CEOs of different companies, and you know, I, and this requires a very, you know, concise, consistent, confident way of communicating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Got it. So I had to practice that a lot, and public speaking really helped me. And what helped me break into public speaking easily was music, because I was so used to being on stage. Right. Right. I got thrown on the stage from my age five. My first show was when I was five years old. Mm -hmm. I'm so comfortable holding a mic and like singing before thousands of people. Mm -hmm. The only difference here was I was not singing. I was speaking. Speaking. <laughs> right? That really helped. And if, if, for the most part, like the virtual ones are a little bit, you know, um, different. But for the most part, even when I speak about tech, I actually start with the song. Singing is my okay. way of breaking the ice, even in a very serious technical uh -huh. talk. Interesting. And so when you when you break the ice with a song, what what do you feel or what are what manifestations do you see that you know that the audience is loosening up or I mean, did they smile? Do they oh shift around? Like what, what are some of the ways that you know that you're making an impact? See, first of all, you know, most sessions, most talks I give are like 30 minutes or like an hour sometimes. Uh -huh. That's a long time to hold your attention. It is. <laughs> Unless you really connect with the speaker. Right. So music was a way of for me to connect with the audience and for them to connect with me because I tell them, hey, like I, I literally like I don't even say hello. I'm so and so I literally walk up the stage and I sing. Oh, OK. Everybody, they stop looking at their phone and they look at me. Ah, that's what I wanted. I wanted them to Sure. Sure. And then I tell them, hey, if you're paying attention, I'll close it with a song. Or maybe I'll sprinkle a song here and there. Right. You know, but I have so many people who actually know me for the songs I sang during the session that <laughs> much. Okay. <laughs> because because they remember. Right. They remember that, you know, hey, aren't you the person who sang Alishikis in that talk? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I love the song and I love the talk you gave. It was like really blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I think it really helps you because there's so many people who speak about so many different things. Right. And if you go to a conference, you have like hundreds of speakers. Like, how do you stand out? Hey, you know, I'm the one who sang, you know? Yeah. So that's a way for me to, I think it, it helps me in two ways. One is connect with the audience. Two yeah. is, you know, gauge the room and loosen up a little bit. Right. 
because if i'm directly jumping into the topic like let's be honest like no matter how many times you speak when you newly get on a stage before a new set of audience you still you know are a little bit nervous nervous <laughs> you know the heart's like beating fast and you're like mm -hmm. but music helps me calm down ah and, you know like the, the three two minutes of you know me singing makes me feel at home uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I get comfortable with the stage. I get comfortable with the audience, and that gives me the clarity of mind to get into my talk. Mm -hmm. So that that's the direct impact, I would say. Nice. Secondly, the creative side. Again, sample size is me here. So <laughs> <laughs> you are statistically significant. significant. Yes, you are. I've noticed is you know the, a lot of work that I do it requires a lot of creativity, and because you, I am directly looking at hey, what are the key problems that I should be solving? Like I might have 55 different problems. What are the five we should be solving? And how, how can you solve? What is the best way to solve that problem? Right. Right? That, that requires a lot of creativity, I would say, right? Uh -huh. And uh -huh. that, you know, I sometimes when I'm really writing something, when I'm like engrossed, mm -hmm. it's funny, but I listen to the same song over and over and over and oh, over. Um, it's very, I don't know if others do it, but I do it. Like I literally pick a song that is very slow. So it doesn't have like a lot of percussions and stuff. Right. Um, I just listen to the song. Sometimes I've listened to the same song like 50 times in a day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm writing, like, so I, oh, it helps you focus. Yeah. It helps me focus and actually it helps me get into the zone. Like I know when I am in the zone and when I'm not in the zone and I'm like getting bombarded and like, right. I have to context switch, but certain tasks like require you to be creative, require you to like think, require you to really be in the zone and music really helps me get in the zone. Mm. Right? And, and I don't, I don't put on a playlist. I pick one song and I one put song. <laughs> and that song will keep running until I finish the document. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My dad told me, he was like, you can, you can study music if that's what you want to do, or you can study you know, engineering, if that's what you want to do. Right? It was a conscious choice that I made because of, you know, I remember when I told you that I was in high school, you know, was I was definitely was a part of many more people who were also musically, you know, very talented and who were trying to break into music and mu the, the musical industry can be very, very competitive. Right. It can be brutal sometimes. Right. You really need to be connected to the right people at the right time, at the right place to actually. Right. Right. And that probability scared me a little bit. Oh, interesting. You know, because even when I was, you know, doing like, you know, film shows and stuff, uh, sorry, uh, music, TV shows and stuff, mm -hmm. I used to have recordings at like, it's, you just start at like 11 p.m. and go all through the night. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at, you know, some of the TV shows that I gave, we recording, we used to get ready at like 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. By the time everything was set up, the mic checks, the tech checks, and all the people arrived and blah, blah, blah. The recording started at 11 p.m. And some of the songs that I sang in the show was like 1 a.m. where I was actually yawning because oh my gosh. Uh, 1 a.m. is mentally sleeping. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and, and similarly, like, you know, when I used to like sing scratch tracks, scratch tracks basically are when, you know, when you work with like budding music directors, they can't really like hire like these top singers to come and like, you know, just figure out how right. the song is. So they basically like work with like amateur singers, like how I was back then. And uh -huh. they, do, they, they experiment like, hey, can you sing this? Can you sing that? Let's see how it sounds. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, for yeah. that, you basically work with several recording studios and they used to call it like random hours, like 10 p.m. Can you come and do the scratch track? You know, wow. so that honestly scared me a bit on how how long can will this go on? Like I, it right. was really uncertain that 
I wasn't sure of how I could control my destiny there because it was not just dependent on how good of a singer I am and how right. much effort I'm putting into it, but so many things had to align over there. I guess it's partly true in all industries, but it was much more in the you know musical industry, mm-hmm. and and that was what you know compelled me to pursue engineering, where things you know looked a lot more stable. Is one way to put it, I guess. You know where I could control my destiny in some way or the other if I was willing to put in the effort, and I also had the guidance of a lot of my you know cousins and friends who broke into engineering who were you know uh, who came to like work for some of the amazing companies you know tech companies over here and they encouraged me like you know you can I think you can do both if you really want to mm-hmm. you know but one would be your primary and one would be quote unquote side. right side hustle. Where do you? get your inspiration to work on a song or the particular places you go or states of mind that you need to be creative about music? Where do you get inspired? I'd say quite a few places. One is there's always some form of music playing at our house at all times. Okay. Because both me and my husband, we both really like music. Like, and, and he has much more theoretical musical knowledge than I do, honestly. Like huh. he can listen to a song and tell you which ragam it is. Ragam is, yeah, um, you know the ragam, right? I it's, do. Yeah, I was reading. Yeah, yeah, so he can listen to it and he can just say, "Oh, this is this ragam." And you know, he he's he learned violin, like I mentioned. Uh-huh. Most of the kids learn something or the other. Uh-huh. Um, we we appreciate music quite a bit. Like if we find something interesting, he sends that to me. If I find something interesting, I send it to him. We have a shared playlist. Okay. Spotify where we keep dropping songs, and if whenever we go on car rides. It, the car starts with the song, ah. you know. So we, as a family, listen to a lot of songs. We watch musical shows quite a bit, I would say. Uh huh. You know, so that, that, that there's a lot of inspiration. Like a lot of times, we discover songs when we are like listening to, you know, Spotify or you know, uh, Amazon Music or something, you know. And the new mix comes up, or YouTube Music, like something new comes up, and you know, or we see something on TV, and that stems up. Oh, mm-hmm. these are like the next ten songs that I should go listen, and you know. So yeah, a lot of inspiration is right here at home. Yeah, and finding, I guess you know, a challenge for thing all of us is when you are a mom, when you have a demanding job, when you have things, more things that you can handle at any given point of time. I think finding that quote unquote me time, right, is always (laughs) hard, right? right. So I soon I realized you know that you know uh, it's very hard for me to find and you know ex- exclusive me time so i'm just gonna make all time our time and music time uh-huh okay yeah so, so whenever like i said right when i'm writing something i turn on music you mm-hmm. Know, mm-hmm. sing song quite a bit at home right instead of speaking because that's too boring we just like sing and like you know uh-huh. <laughs> but we try to you know infuse music in and in, in most things we do and and car drives definitely are my favorite especially when i'm driving to work that's okay. when i actually like get to practice a lot yes uh-huh. you know sing and practice experiment you know i do a lot of that so a part of me is kind of looking forward to going back to work and those car drives oh interesting yes your studio mobile studio time mobile studio <laughs> i really have enjoyed this so much um Thanks. anything you want to add or just uh you know we've we sort of talked in a journey and I, you know, I've interspersed questions, but anything you want to add? I would say music definitely can help you in more ways than you can imagine, honestly. So, you know, when you're 
depending on the listeners, right? They're feeling low if they are wanting a shoulder to lean on and they don't find any immediately. Like, oh, well, they can probably use music, right? You know, like, <laughs> it it and especially right now, right? Um, yeah. I know your listeners are not just in the tech industry. You have listeners yeah. much beyond the tech industry. Yeah, but it's uh, it juggling everything can be quite stressful, yeah. you know, and. Um, for those who are not able to do meditation, music can be a meditation. Yes, true. It definitely has been one for me. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was inspiring. Be sure to listen again soon. Agile Vocalist is created and produced by Rachel Medanik. Contributing editors include Ben Kruger and Daisy Owen. Design by Amanda Whitesell and Sasha Brandt. With special thanks to my husband, Dave. <laughs>